Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We are back here on the Western Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Fitty dancing back there to the Hey Poppy from Jay-Z off of the Nutty Professor soundtrack. That was fire. It's one of Timberland's best beats. It's it's a great one. And plus, and uh, the fact that Fitty was dancing the way he was, I don't know what it was, but I loved it. I love seeing it. We're broadcasting live from the planet. Kia Studios, the best place on the planet to buy a car. Visit them on East Independence or online at planetkiac.com. Check out the Weston Walker podcast. If you miss it today or if you just love what we are talking about, then check out the podcast as well. Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast, WFNZ app. And now on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, we have Vashti Hurt from Carolina Blitz. Yeah. You can check her out on the podcast as well. So that'll be another reason to download that thing. Vashti, how's it going today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm outside at this coffee shop, and I'm talking to y'all. All right. That's what's up. Making her debut on Wes and Walker. So, t- But an OG at the same time. Yes, she right? is. Because, no doubt about well, it. Well, the, the problem, Vashti, is that, honestly, let's just call it what it is. I'm sorry, boss man, but Jeff hogs you. Like yeah, we, we, yeah we, we need some of that, too. We want you to be able to hop on with us, but then like we're going to be putting you to work hosting uh, an, a, what, four-hour-long radio show where maybe you get a few breaks in between. So th- this is this is my this is my effort to say, Jeff, let us have Vashti on air every once in a while. <laughs> Share Vashti, please, so we can have her on with the analysis. And so if you're cool with that, then I can talk to Boss Man as well. So Vashti and I, uh, we go back and definitely were very – uh, chatty at the ACC men's basketball tournament, and her takes uh, are always awesome and, and very strong, to say the least. So we have to start things out. <laughs> Get, <laughs> getting your take on the pick of Bryce Young and what do you feel like he's going to bring to this team this year? I mean, he's already bought excitement. They had a whole parade with bleachers and blue carpet and and a lot of hoopla. Listen, it was it was like a jolt of energy into the Panthers franchise. I think that they've done a great job uh, marketing the pick and and also, you know, bringing excitement around the pick. I think the pick was the right pick. Uh, They have made the moves in the offseason to try to uh, best complement who they knew would be their first-round pick and hopefully be able to insert him into a system and win immediately um, or at least be competitive immediately and not have that those growing pains that you may see with other rookie quarterbacks. So, yeah, I think it was the right pick, and, and, and kudos to the Panthers. I love what they're doing as far as, you know, the fanfare. They're going to have a, a watch party tonight. Like, all of this stuff is stuff that I've never seen in the years of covering covering the franchise. So it's fun. So then on today's show also, we've been talking about Gilberto Manzano has been ranking the rosters of different uh divisions in the NFC and he ranked the Panthers number one. So we've been debating on here. I had the Saints as the number one roster, but Walker thinks that uh, I'm on something as he talked about in the last uh No, that segment. was a, no, that was a texture. I don't think you're smoking anything. Oh, did you, I thought you said West I thought you said West is smoking something so you were reading a text. Yeah, that was Okay, not I'm me. sorry. Yeah, well, don't yeah. shoot the messenger. <laughs> so 
So, yeah, but Vassal, we want to ask you, though, right now, when you look at this roster, all the moves they've made, I've lauded the Panthers saying this is their best offseason in team history. Where would you rank uh, the talent and depth of this roster in the NFC South? You know, I think they're right there. I think that, you know, the only thing that would one that would put the Saints above the Panthers would be that question, that quarterback. Of course, the Saints have Derek Carr, a, a proven guy under center, but they have holes elsewhere. Uh, so I, I think the Panthers are probably right up there with the Saints equal. Um, and, and if you have to give the Saints a, a little bit of an edge, it's because of, because of the unknown at quarterback for the Panthers. But, yeah, I think I – I think they've done a great job in the off season, and I think that there's still some other other signings that they'll probably make. I mean, it's not over with yet. Uh, they still have some some little tweaks to do to the roster, but uh, they've made themselves. And I've been saying this: like if the Panthers do this right, they'll be able to position themselves to be competitive in the NFC South and run the South for years to come. There are questions that at, with every other uh, team. In this division, there are questions uh, at at in in New Orleans. There are questions in Tampa Bay. They don't have a quarterback. Atlanta. I don't know what's going on down there. So I think that when it comes to stability and and long term um, sustainability, the Panthers have put themselves in the best position. It's Vashti Hurd joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline founder and editor in chief of Keep Blitzen. Vashti, I wanted to ask you what realistic expectations should be. Like, what is what is a fair higher end expectation of what Carolina could become this season? I know you talked about competing in the NFC South. Is it fair to say, hey, number one overall pick, Bryce Young, high expectations come with that kind of selection? I want a playoff berth. Is that fair of fans to ask for a playoff berth as soon as this season? I think it's fair. Uh, and some people will say, oh, you don't want to put that amount of pressure on your rookie quarterback. Yes, you do. I mean, you know, that that's why you trade up for your, the number one pick and you make the moves that the Panthers have made in the offseason. That's why David Tepper has been dropping these bags on this coaching staff because they want to win now. And the expectation, I feel like, for this franchise and for Frank Reich and, 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 and Thomas Brown and – uh, Ijaro Evero is to make the playoffs uh, in their first year, and and I don't think that that's unreasonable. And look, look, Bryce Young. If, if you want to talk about pressure on a rookie quarterback, he's been defying the odds his whole career. This is how he's been almost groomed for this spotlight, and and so yeah, playoffs right now, or at least extremely competitive. But my expectation, um, if I were a fan and 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 as a member of the media, seeing what they've done, yeah, playoffs. All right, there's been so many so many people celebrating Carolina's offseason, including me, all of us have. It's been fantastic. It loaded question, but is there something they've done that you view as your favorite? Like, what's the biggest impact move? Obviously, getting a quarterback number one down the line. But what about this season, Vashti? Is it bringing over Ajero Averro as the defensive coordinator, bringing on Frank Reich as the head coach? Is it retaining Bradley Bozeman, bringing in a Thielen? Like, there's been so many to choose from. What's something you point to and say, yeah, that's the thing that's going to provide a huge impact maybe people aren't talking enough about? Jim Caldwell, and listen, this is yeah, a Hall of Fame type. This is a Hall of Fame caliber coach. This is a Super Bowl winning coach. This is a coach who should probably be a head coach in the NFL, and you bring him on as a special assistant to Frank Wright, a guy who's going to have a voice in that room, 
a guy who is a proven winner. And yeah, you know, it made a splash when he first came to Carolina, but that was huge because nobody thought that uh, Jim Caldwell would return to coaching without that head coaching job. So whatever David Tepper did, whatever bag he dropped, and that was convincing enough. And then his relationship with Frank Wright to bring Jim Caldwell here to Carolina to, to groom um, the offense and groom uh, to groom Bryce Young, who was the number one pick. Huge move, huge underrated move that a lot of people aren't talking about. Vasha Hurt on the Body Works Plus guest hotline with us. You can follow her on Twitter at Keep Blitz. And Vasha, did you have a favorite draft choice besides Bryce Young that the Panthers made? You know, um, Jamie, Jamie, um, Jamie Robinson. Jamie Robinson, let me tell you what, he is dog, like pit bull <laughs> on the x-ray machine. When I, when I, when I was in his uh, press conference right after he got drafted, I was like, bro, bro wants to suit up and get on the field right now. I think he could be just based on pure passion and drive and the chip on his shoulder. You know, first thing he said, he said he cried because he didn't get drafted where he thought he should. He definitively said there aren't 144 people who are better than me, and he got picked uh, 145th. That guy, he has he has the intangibles. He has that dog in him. I think outside of Bryce Young, I like that pick just because I think that, that he's a guy that flew under the radar and that he has that chip on his shoulder. And 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 he has that dog in him, and I think that I think that Panthers fans should look out for him. Color me shocked. Vasta and I agree on something. Normally, what? her and I will. Yeah, what you hear that right there. On? Normally, her and I will uh, <laughs> go back and forth on some things. So yeah, but Vasta, most importantly, it's Mother's Day weekend coming up, and on today's Fire of Fizzle, I am doing TV Moms. So I would like to know from you. Uh, who is your favorite TV mom of any of the shows or movies that you've ever watched? You know, that's tough. Um, but I'll just go with the first one that comes to mind. Aunt Viv. First Aunt Viv. The first um, one. And there's an important yeah. distinction here, right? Yeah. The second one was good, though, but not like yeah, the first one. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. The OG <laughs> was the one. Let me, let me tell you why. She did the episode, and I don't know if you're, if you're a Fresh Prince fan. There was an episode where she returned to dance. And she, you know, she she's got just, that dog in her. That's exactly what I was about to say. That's yeah. the exact episode I was about to go that, to. That episode where she returned to dance and all the young girls were looking at her and she got up there and did that dance and killed it like Aunt Viv, uh, first Aunt Viv, hands down right now. Okay. Yeah. It's a great answer. I'm glad you brought up dances, Vashti, because I want to go back to an OG segment that you were a part of during the middays. Fiddy, can you cue the music, please? I want to bring back the Vash timeline when we explore oh Vashti's timeline on Twitter and we ask her to explain these tweets. So if you want to follow her personal Twitter account, you can go follow. In fact, you oh, should no. keep blitzing. But follow her also on Twitter at Ms. with a Z, Ms. Carolina Blitz. Oh, this is the one I want to go to. Can we retire the gritty? It's not oh, even cool anymore. Vashti, no love for the gritty? Why do we need to retire? Are you serious? <laughs> Guys, I posted a video from the Panthers, like, Bryce welcome party, and this guy, it was the worst gritty I've ever seen. <laughs> Somebody called it the giddy up. It was so <laughs> terrible. And it gets to a point where, you know, it's like the dab. Like, the dab was cool when Cam was doing it. It was kind of the move, and everybody was like, now... The gritty has been completely, completely, it has oversaturated the dance market. People aren't mm. doing it well. 
I'm tired of it. Let's retire it. Um, I think the kids are taking over as well, just like they did the floss dance. It is the same exact same thing. They're getting sturdy now. The kids are getting sturdy. Yes, my son does that all the time. (laughs) All right, my my last one too. Now, I'm not going to lie. This guy is not in in my catalog of music that I listen to. But the other one I wanted to ask before I did some research. You said that you felt like Gucci Mane in 2006. Now, upon further research, I realized that it was a song, but I had yes. no clue if you went out here and got an ice cream cone chain. I didn't know if you were beefing with Jeezy. I was about to ask you to explain that, but I guess you just like the song that just came out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a song by uh, uh, Young Boy. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I, you know, shoot, Gucci Mane, I think I, what I didn't know was that song is actually a diss. I think it was a Gucci Man diss, but Gucci Man in 2006 was that dude. I know. So, That's um, why. I... Whether whether he meant it as a diss or not, like Chunky Gucci Man, Ice Cream <laughs> Gucci Man was was that dude. <laughs> his voice sounded different, Chunky. Like, I, his voice is an all-timer, but his voice sounded different, Chunky, and so that's why yeah, I liked it as well. He didn't have all that money. That, 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 that hunger left him. He no. got skinny and got those got those veneers. <laughs> he wouldn't eat an ice cream anymore after he tatted it on his face. He needed to eat more of it. Well, we love it. Hopefully, well, yeah. Hopefully, we can get you in studio soon. That was Vashti Hurt on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, founder and editor in chief of the Carolina Blitz. Follow her on Twitter at Keep Blitzing or at Miss Carolina Blitz as well. We appreciate it. And hopefully, we can get you in here soon. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Also, man. Twitter your uh, gritty dance videos. Yeah, sure for sure. That. Send At all of them. <laughs> Send all Love of those her way. Well, when we come back, folks, on the Wes and Walker Show, we're going to talk NBA playoffs, favorite storylines. We're all going to give you our own. This is the Wes and Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. to Vash Diehart, having some fun on the Vash timeline, explaining some tweets, also asking her who her favorite TV mom is ever. We're also going to get Wes's opinions on that. Fire fizzle. We did the TV dads thing yesterday. Fitty zagged while everybody else was zigging with Mother's Day happening this weekend. So we'll bring it back and support the moms and fire fizzle. Wes gives you the best TV moms out there and to ever grace our television 704-570-9610 let's get to some other text here real quickly 619 wrote in on the best moms gloria delgado pritchett of modern family oh my goodness i i couldn't even put her in there because i might get in trouble uh i'll probably get in trouble with my girl if i put glory in there i mean yeah we can move on if you want to no, I'm just saying. That, you know, <laughs> she's my number two celebrity crush all time to Rihanna. So, oh, Rihanna's number one. Whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Rihanna's, Rihanna's my number one. And and yeah, okay. 
Oh, you're you're saying no thank you to Sofia Vergara? Number two? Yeah, she's my number two, man. I mean, every man likes what he likes. Goodness gracious. Well, well, hold on. You act like that's a hot take. Are you serious? No, like, no, don't. don't so, Sofia, I mean. Don't get it twisted. I would. He's okay doing that. I just feel like number two. I mean, look at all. I mean, over Jennifer Aniston. I'm not putting her over. I mean, Aniston's up there, but that's your pick. I mean, the, okay. these are I wish my, I had my picks. What makes you, you and me, we have different opinions. Exactly. I wish man. I had my opinion drop right there. He said it. Yeah, that's your opinion. Yeah. Uh, Mike B. Sinclair, <laughs> Huxtable, fave mom, even to this day, and the role she plays even in movies. Best mom, Felicia Rashad. Can completely agree with that. Watching Nickelodeon, Nick at Night would come on, watch The Cosby Show. Yeah, 100% Claire Huxtable deserves to be up there. Um, Pamela Voorhees? Is that Jason Voorhees' mom? Because that's a little scary if that's true. Because then they said... You got to have a gutter mom in there, though, man. You got to throw one in there. We had a gutter dad with Tony Soprano, so you got to have a gutter mom I mean, in there, too. This reminds me of... The, we haven't brought it up in a long time, This, but this reminds me of you saying that Michael Myers was your guy. Yeah. Is Jason Voorhees your guys as a good no? Guy as I've well? never seen one Friday the Thirteenth. I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never seen them. All right, it sounds like that'd be up your alley. Uh, Big Cat Dan wrote in, "Yeah, the gritty's dead." He agrees. Nine eight zero said, "Dances are ruined when uh, well, white kids start doing it." All right, there you go. Nine eight zero number writing that in. Bronx Mike uh, went the same way. As a white guy, I can honestly say that whenever white folks start participating in the viral dance it, dances, it kills it. So gritty Justin Jefferson, he's the one. He can keep doing it though, right? Yeah, he's the probably the OG of it he, in the NFL. He he has to be, and yeah. he does it really well. So I think you should be able to do that if you're Justin Jefferson. You can get grandfathered in, but we need to get yeah. the authority from Vashti Hurt because she's the one that wants to ban it. 704-570-9610. Feel free to keep texting in the Garage Door Guru text line. All right, I wanted to get to this segment yesterday. We didn't have enough time, but I want to talk a little bit about the NBA postseason. New York, they survive. Julius Randle hits a big old step back three at the end of the first half, and the Knicks extend the series. It will go to a game six. Um, what was the other game last night? Did we have one? What was the other game last night? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I think was, uh, uh, the Lakers. Golden State. Yes, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lakers yeah, and yeah. Golden State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. you're being for real. I was being for real. I was trying oh. to think of which oh, one. Oh, oh, I thought you were <laughs> tripping. No, I was being for real because I was trying to remember if it was Denver and Phoenix. If that was last night, I was like, wait, no. It was Golden State that just beat down the Lakers. That's what I was trying to remember. My timeline was a little off. But yes, Golden State, they win, and they win well over the Lakers. Not too much drama there at the end by any stretch of the imagination. I wanted to go with some of the better storylines that we could see. So, Wes, let's start with you. Best potential storyline, because I think we're set up for some all-timers here. Yeah, it adjusts day-to-day based off the, how the games go. Yeah, yeah, it, it will. Uh, right now, and you could go potential, right? Like, so you can create sure. your own scenario of if Denver wins, if Phoenix wins, mm-hmm. same thing Golden State and L.A. But w- what is one that you would go to first is, man, I really want to see this in the finals. You know, I think the headlines would be awesome if this scenario happens. What first comes to your mind? Uh, definitely the Warriors, man, as this dynasty starts to get on the back end of things. Can Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green one more again, as they would say, get this thing together. Another 3-1 comeback. They did it to the Oklahoma City Thunder once upon a time. Can they do it one more time to the Lakers? I think they do. I think they will. But that's my number one storyline right now. Can these Warriors further their legacy? Because if they can come back on LeBron and reverse 
what he did to them back in the finals, not quite as grand of a scale, but come back and reverse the 3-1 on him and take him out of the playoffs. I mean, that would just add another chapter to this wonderful legacy that has been the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, let me try to break this down further. LeBron versus Curry legacy talk after the series is over or KD versus Golden State slash LeBron versus KD, right? So just having a bunch of variations from that, which one would you choose? So again, after the series is done, what this means for the Curry slash LeBron legacy, or would you rather talk about Kevin Durant versus Golden State, having that matchup happen again, if if that is the case, or LeBron versus KD, both of those guys, because they've had some epic battles in the NBA Finals before. Which one of those storylines intrigues you the most? I think... Ooh, which one intrigues me? Now, that's a good one. The one that's the most intriguing would be KD versus the Warriors. I'm always here for the pettiness, so I would love to see KD going up against his old crew. You know Golden State. They're petty bunch as well. As much as they love KD and they show love in the documentary that Steph has that's coming out in July that I got to see over at Davidson, KD was there at Steph's party for breaking the three-point record, showing a lot of love. They dapping each other up, hugging, but you know in the back of their mind, they're saying, yeah, everybody's saying that this guy got me these extra rings. Well, we're going to go ahead and send him home, too. It, I, I agree with you, I think. I, I think for me, look, all of them are going to be fantastic, so I'm cool with any of them. But if I had to choose, I'd like to see Kevin Durant versus Golden State. And really, it's because of Draymond. Because if you talk about the hatred or the love between both parties, yeah. it doesn't seem to be much between Steph and KD. KD just was tired of having won championships, won finals MVPs, and it still not be his team because Steph is the one that unlocked all of what was the Warriors dynasty. Klay Thompson, while he does the whole four championship things to the Grizzlies and whoever talks trash, doesn't really do it to KD. Draymond and KD, that was the ultimate falling out. That was, the, I think, the start of the snowball effect that led KD to leaving Golden State. Sure. And they had the conversation behind closed doors where apparently Draymond said some awful bleep to him. Like, everybody was like, whoa, man, you he got suspended for talking to somebody like KD. So does some of that vitriol rise again yeah. in these matchups in such an important series? And this too, Wes, imagine if Phoenix and Kevin Durant if they end the Warriors dynasty, yeah. what would you do with Kevin Durant and the pantheon of NBA legendary status? What would you do if that ha- does it have any bearing on it? It because has a we, little bit because because we hold KD down a lot because oh you you did the cheat code you went to Golden State right. when they won seventy three the year prior it wasn't fair if he with Phoenix which is not a super team. Right? Like Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, are they're incredible. Yeah. Chris Paul is out right now. We're having questions about if they're better without Chris. They don't have any depth because they traded Cam Johnson. Still a great team. Don't want to get it twisted. But it's still kind of wide open. Like, it, it's not like they're so much better than Denver. True. I would, though, consider them a super team, though. Fair. I, I kind of go with at least three superstars yeah. at that time. Okay, but, so you yeah. want to go superstars. Because, yeah, I mean, CP, like I said, he's on the back nine. Aiton is a young star on the come up. Chris Paul might be on the back one. But on the reverse as well, if KD loses to them, how much do you think he regrets even more ever leaving them? Because the Kyrie deal was a fiasco. He chose Kyrie over Steph Curry. 
And then now if he loses to them in the playoffs, you got to think he's going to sit there like, damn, man, I should have. The, the reverse is why it's very intriguing, too. I'm excited as hell to see what's going to unfold. Now, let's go to Fiddy because I know he wanted to have this conversation, too. One of the topics that I had right there as the best potential storyline, the LeBron versus the Steph Curry legacy. Fiddy, I know this is something that really intrigues you because at the end of this series, you're going to have maybe a dynasty end. LeBron is not playing like super LeBron. He is not what he was with Cleveland. He's still, what he's doing is incredible, but we're not going to compare him to MVP, Miami LeBron, even with what he was doing in Cleveland in the NBA Finals. How would you compare those legacies, and how much does whoever win this series, whoever wins the series, affect those legacies? Yeah, no, it's definitely going to play a role because that's been the rivalry in the finals of the last decade or so. I've already gone on record in saying that I think, like, LeBron's a great, is a better player all time more so than Steph, but I think Steph has a better legacy that he'll leave behind because he single handedly changed the NBA somewhat, somewhat overnight. Now, Stephen A. was talking the other day about if LeBron takes this Lakers team to the finals and wins a chip, there adds some there adds some heat and some fire to the GOAT debate with him and Michael Jordan. You could almost sell me on that if Boston comes out of the East. If LeBron has that moment in the NBA's ultimate rivalry and the Celtics come back from down 3-2 and they advance to the finals and then LeBron takes this Laker roster, which is basically him... AD and some glorified role players and he wins a championship, you can maybe start to someone to be in a legitimate arc between him and MJ. That's a lot coming from you, to be honest. I'm a You're little lying. I'm <laughs> Lord. Well, I mean, like, I mean, look at the, it's, hey, it's, look, but I agree the, with you. Thank you. It's, it's the NBA's two best franchise. It's the greatest rivalry in the sport. He's got a first time head coach and outside of Anthony Davis, like who on that, who on that roster scares you? Well, look, that's, the, it's crazy because you have your Lonnie Walker moment. I saw, I need to look this up on Twitter just to get it right because it's absolutely crazy. But Lonnie Walker, in the few quarters that he's played basketball for them, right? Like this, he's been playing for this whole season, but as far as the, the kind of rotation he's been getting when, uh, when playing for the Lakers in this specific series, the guy had 0.0 shots, 0.0 shots in the first few quarters that he was playing. And then I guess in game four for them to get the three, one lead, the second half takes place and it's 14 points and he turns into Kobe Bryant. And then the last few quarters, 0.0 shots, zero points, just one explosion from Lonnie Walker. Austin Reeves is legit. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, of course. But does he scare you? A little bit because you know that if he gets going, like the Lakers, when you talk about the makeup of their team, you know if they can get some contributions from that third and fourth player that they're going to be hell on wheels to beat. If AD's having a great night and LeBron's having a good night and then you get a big contribution from him, you know he makes them really Well, they just the thing about them that's hard to defend is they've got guys that can handle the basketball, and that's something I always appreciate more. I think I think that matters a lot in how good you can be, what your ceiling can be, at least out on the perimeter, right? With Jokic, he's obviously very skilled, but we're not having him go ISO from the three-point line. But Dennis Schroeder can take you off the dribble. Austin Reeves can take you off the dribble. LeBron James clearly can take you off of the dribble. They've got a lot of guys that can just be quasi facilitators or you have LeBron who is one of the smartest and one of the best players 
ever to do it on top of Anthony Davis, who was just bigger. There, there have been times where LeBron and I actually, I actually watched this last night. So just got the timeline messed up, but there's a play last night where mm-hmm. LeBron got stopped. Um, I think it was a double team. Somebody came off of Anthony Davis, but somebody helped. Right. And so Anthony Davis was covered. LeBron picked up his dribble, couldn't go anywhere to it. But just to show how little they disrespect Golden State and their height, lack thereof, all he did, getting trapped, Anthony Davis covered, throws it up. Just throws it up to AD, and AD comes down with it because nobody's messing with him like yeah. that. Especially with Kevon Looney off of the floor. That That's the real thing that hurts Golden State. And especially when you don't have Draymond playing nearly as well. Klay Thompson is post a million injuries, and as much as he was good during the regular season... It's a lot of mileage on Golden State. That's the other thing, right? Like Austin Reeves, not as much mileage and is up for the moment. Same thing with Vanderbilt. Yeah, it, the Lakers are legit, and Rob Palinka did a great job at the deadline. Yeah, LeBron did do a good job at the deadline getting those <laughs> trades done. I mean, uh, I don't know how much he's asking for Vanderbilt. <laughs> Fair enough, though. Legit. Um, so... Also, another thing to look at, too, man, is just how far we've come as far as just how we look at the big man, because yes, Joel Embiid won the MVP, but if we were to get a Philadelphia-Denver finals, mm. how unenthused are we about this? Even though this would be one of the great big man matchups of all time, but I think that for a lot of people, they would not tune into this, and this would be one of the lower-rated finals of the combinations that you could make up. I think Miami winning their series, and if they were to somehow make it to the finals, would probably make it even worse. Because of Jimmy Bourne, I mean Jimmy Butler. But yeah, if you, you need got, to get that correct, if you, you definitely need to stop. If you got that. a Denver and Philadelphia, just how much people probably would not tune in for this, even though this is an all-time big man matchup with Jokic and Embiid. I don't think you get that from Philly. It's a big market. I think there's enough intrigue with Philly. But Denver, you're right. At ESPN, there I forget what the show is called now. It used to be the Jump, not anymore. But when NBA was hosting that midday show, NBA Today, I think, yeah. It's they had a list of of the the poll. I think they put it up on Twitter or whatever. Who's the favorite to come out of the West? Well, the biggest fan base voted for the Lakers. The second biggest fan base, which is Golden State, they were second. The third biggest fan base is Phoenix. The fourth biggest is Denver. And that's exactly how the polls came in, right? So you're in good hands, especially if that weakest team in the Western Conference happens to have the guy that's finished either first or second each of the last three seasons of the MVP race, and he lost it this year to the guy in this scenario that would be playing for Philadelphia. I think that player matchup would still draw quite a bit of intrigue, and I think Philly's a big enough market. Plus, the other storyline here, too, to to possibly discuss, James Harden playoff reputation salvaging. The, The salvation that is having 40 points in a couple of different contests against Boston. And think about this, man. When you're discussing game one, no Joel Embiid, and if Philly moves on past Boston, who was the favorite, especially after Milwaukee went down, and it was James Harden, the guy who chokes all the time in the postseason, he's the one that beat Boston without Joel Embiid, that's a huge foundation for him to be able to get over whatever postseason demons preceded this moment. I I think there's a lot. I'm excited as hell, man. This has been a lot of fun. Plus, you have New York and Miami. I'm glad the Knicks won at Madison Square Garden. So I, I hope that goes to a seven-game series. We have a lot of fun games. Stanford P, not an NBA fan. He said, talk sports, please. <laughs> not not an NBA fan. but Jack wagon. If these don't get you on board, though, then you just aren't going to be won over by the NBA. Pretty, what do you give New York's chances of going into Miami and getting a win? Um, 
I, I I don't know. I they did they did nothing for me last night to think they can go on the road. They can go on the road and win. So I I, I think my Friday Man, night that was depressing. Is right? You know, I've, I've got a bottle of moonshine that I have yet to open up. White lightning. Tomorrow might be the night. The Knicks season comes to an end. The Mets on the verge of losing two to three to the Reds. I might just get. Could sauced. you imagine fifty off of moonshine? What kind of moonshine Ooh. is it? I just got some regular, just regular old white lightning. Regular, oh yeah, regular. you want to come over? I got a, I got a couch. I do like moonshine. I do. Yeah. I mean, look. Well, then you'd have to stay. You'd have to stay over though, because you can't be driving up the <laughs> moonshine. One, you know, the the meanest thing one of my friends ever did. Yeah. Well, actually, it was it was my friend's brother. Okay, all playing basketball, all run in. You know, hot, having a one on one tournament, whatever. Right. One of my buddies, older brothers. Put in white lightning, moonshine, and a water bottle. He passed out water bottles to everybody. My buddy takes it to the face and starts chugging it. Oh! Immediately has to go over to the sink and throw up violently because he chugged moonshine, <laughs> thinking it was water after playing in the hot sun. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. And I'm thankful that I did not get that water <laughs> bottle. I'm very thankful for that. That's rough. 704-570-9610. I do want to hear what NBA storyline you're most intrigued with. Also, we have the best TV moms of all time. Wes will break that down in fire or fizzle. But right now, it's time for the Fitty Flash. It's all right to be a little fitty. A little hometown or a big old city. Might as well share. Might as well smile. Life goes on for a little fitty. Wow. All right. Did want to update you on some other more big NFL schedule leaks in case you guys didn't know. The defending Super Bowl champs still open at home against the Detroit Lions. So the Lions mm. ended their regular season last year, national TV, ended the Aaron Rodgers era in Green Bay. Now they'll go to Arrowhead to take on Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. As I mentioned, the Jets still open their 2023 season at home against the Bills. And the Patriots will honor Tom Brady as well in their 2023 home opener. So Brady making his first official return to Foxborough since he hung up the cleats. But I teased this in the last flash. We got to get to Evan Roberts of WFAN in New York. He's got a conspiracy theory about our Tampa Bay Rays and maybe that they're cheating. And that's why they're oh, winning no. the way that they are. Obviously, wow. elbow AD. I was told oh, in the Temple area. Oh, Chris Haynes, get out of here, Chris. What are you doing? Mm. Get out of here. Let's hear about the Rays. Fiddy, what you got? Chris Haynes. It starts with the quarterback, but you also have professionals on the coaching staff again. from top to bottom. It's just not meant to be played. The show will not allow anyone to <laughs> crap on our baseball team. And maybe I just suck. Yeah, it's all right. You you were uh, very high on your uh, what you were doing over there in the, during the break. You were very, you were proud of your dynamism. I was working my ass off. Mm-hmm. You were doing a good job. It's okay that you <laughs> failed in that moment. We have a whole other hour to get to, and you're going to be fantastic. I believe in you. It's that hour coming up next. Leading off with fire or fizzle, then we'll get to the last hour. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Everybody's favorite segment on deck, Fire or Fizzle. Getting to it in just a moment. Did want to read a few texts real quickly. Promise we're going to get to everything you want to, though, Wes. Just so I don't hear the, hold on, I want more time for Fire and Fizzle. <laughs> I promise we're getting to you. 336 wrote in, Denver versus Philadelphia is what they want to see. I would love it. I'm tired of the same old thing. Battle of the Big Man. That would be awesome, right? Hakeem Shaq. And maybe that could usher in. The era of big men again. We got Mark Williams here in Charlotte. Yep. By the way, Mark Williams is going to be the representative for Charlotte at the NBA draft lottery on Tuesday. We will be talking about the draft lottery. It could change the fortunes. I agree with this 704 number who wrote in. Haven't heard anything really about Harriet Winslow from Family Matters yet on yeah, this station. Yeah, she was great. Way underrated. She was great. It, Carl Winslow gets all the love. Harriet needs some love, too. Totally yeah. agree with that. In fact, I think I'll do it. I don't mind putting Harriet Winslow up further on the list of who's best. And I love Carl Winslow. Great parents all together. Give me Harriet Winslow. I think that's what I'm going to roll with. Uh, Best movie mom, Sarah Connor. Yeah. If she's willing to take on a whole robot war army, all of that, 100%. Rochelle from Everybody Hates Chris. Pac-Man to the fullest wrote that in. Tashina Arnold. Yes, sir. That's all I'm going to say. Connie right. Britton got some love too, Wes. She's a Friday Night Lights. Connie Britton. Yeah, Kyle was mad at me that I had not seen Friday Night Lights. All right, Friday can I get Lights. to my damn mom before yeah, we name we them all? How all about the, that? We're going to name everybody before them. I get going. You don't have... It's just, they don't know who I have. They're going to find out <laughs> as we let them know right now. All right, this is a great one. One we have not talked about. Carol Lambert, Step by Step. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> the big old smile on Wes's face. Fire fizzle, Wes. Listen, Carol Lambert, the matriarch of the Foster family, beautician, ran the hair salon out of a room in her house. But this was a mom that would go to any length for her kids, as wholesome as you could get on TV, was Carol Foster Lambert. Throw in the hyphenated Lambert in there as well. One of the best TV moms out there. Not to mention Suzanne Summers. Come on now. Let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Hot, hot, hot. So I you know the first where this time is I watched going. Three's company. Yeah. <laughs> you know where this is going. I know where this is going. Carol Foster Lambert is straight. Fire unbelievably high and wholesome. That's a hard combination to find. <laughs> this is nobody brought that one up. That one is a Yeah, a, man. That's, oh, a, that's, a that great, that's a great one to lead off with. All right, a classic, Claire Huxtable. You tell me what. Fire fizzle. Listen, man, Claire Huxtable, elegant, attorney by trade. I mean, this woman was holding it down for the Huxtable family, and she gave you a great balance, okay? She was the calming force, the voice, always even demeanor, never got too high, never got too low, but listen. You get out of pocket, Claire Huxtable was going to give you the smoke. But, I mean, she's just Felicia Rashad. Just going to the actress herself, she is America's mom, in my opinion. No matter what role she's in as a mom, she's phenomenal. 
But when you talk about Claire, the role that started it all for her and just everything she did for that family, the demeanor, the elegance, just everything about her, Claire Huxtable is straight fire. She was unbelievable. Sissy Saint, Snowfall, not a show I'm familiar with. Am I going to think she's fire or fizzle when I do watch it, Wes? Well, listen, we had gutter dads yesterday, so we got to have a gutter mom in there. Sissy Saint <laughs> started out sending her son to college, raised him upright. But then when things went left and Franklin turned to the streets, at first Sissy didn't want him to do it, but then she joined in, helping him launder the money, helping him and aiding him in his selling of crack cocaine <laughs> in South Central Los Angeles. And then towards the end was trying to talk him back out of it, warning him of the pitfalls, especially after she lost her man. And then in the scene, I'm sorry, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm going to ruin it for Uh you. But then at the end, when Franklin's on the verge of getting the money back that he was losing his mind about, she goes and does the unthinkable when Teddy tells her, yeah, I killed your man and dumped him off like a tray of cookout after I finished eating. She turned around, pulled out the blammer, and ended him right there at the pay toll, raised her hands in the air and said, Officer, you arrest me. Wow. Sissy Saint, gutter mom. It's Mother's Day weekend. She was straight. Fizzle. She kept Franklin from getting the money, man. You take this outfit and home. She, she kind of ruined everything when she gunned down to the, the, the text line, they 100% agree. <laughs> they wanted nothing else other than Fizzle. In fact, somebody, uh, yeah, Logo704 said, Sissy Saint can go to hell. It's like that for Logo704. Yeah, uh, next one. This is straight fizzle for creating Alan Harper as a human being. <laughs> Evelyn Harper, two and a half men, fizzle for me, but it's not my segment. You tell me if I'm right, Wes. Evelyn Harper from Two and a Half Men always said that she reminds me a lot of my mom, and if we were rich, rich, she would probably act in similar ways to Evelyn. But as far <laughs> as the trash talk, Evelyn could be crass. She would say things and, and, and just say what was on her mind and didn't care what anybody thought about it. But she was also very egotistical. Uh, she was very self-absorbed, for sure. Nothing was ever her fault. She blamed everything back on someone else. If problems happened with the kids, she told, I remember her once telling Alan, do you know how this is going to reflect on me? Yeah. But still, the dress game, she had elegance. She had class. She had Skrilla. Don't you do it. Evelyn Harper was straight. Don't you do it. Fire, you already know. I loved it. She was funny. One of the best characters on the show. I will say, I do have a little sympathy for Alan for having Evelyn Harper as a mom, but that's all you're getting. Not to mention, Evelyn was a freak. Is that a fire or fizzle element of her? That's fire element. Okay. (laughs) Last one. The original Aunt Viv. Janet Hubert Witten, the original Aunt Viv, fire fizzle up. I mean, listen, Vashti told you earlier, man, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper here. I mean, the classic lines, the classic quotes, 
She was a mother that definitely was that calming force. She would be there for her children when she needed to be. But, boy, she would get fired up. How many times did you hear Uncle Phil with that? Vivian, Vivian, Vivian! When she would get fired up. Remember when Carlton, when she found out he was at MacArthur Park? Mm -hmm. And she said, I, and she's taking the earrings off. I am going to go down there and get my baby back. And it was Vivian. Yes! Boy, don't you test me when she said that the will... The dancing. Set it to Debo. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Set Debo down. Yeah. And then let's not forget when Carlton was up there stripping. And Vivian was in there and she saw him up on that stage. And then you know, the women were yelling, take it off. And then he heard a voice that all sons know. When they hear that mom's voice, you stop in your tracks. When she said, put it on. Okay, I mean, Vivian had so many classic scenes, so many classic moments. She could be militant, she could be elegant, and she could be the loving, doting mother. This is a love letter to Janet Hubert Whitten as far as just her role on that show. Aunt Viv is straight fire, the goat bomb of all time on TV. That'll do it for Fire of Fizzle. Wes Bryant bringing the fire, as always, with the TV moms. We'll go to the text line, see how much you agree. Plenty more to go in the last hour of Wes and Walker Sports Radio. Cut that music off. Cut it off, Fitty. WFNZ.